I wonder what your first experience of prayer, or your first memory of prayer was. Maybe it's the first time you were prayed for, or the first time you prayed, um, or, or the first time God answered a prayer, or even when you're in a uh, crisis situation and you cried out to God in des- desperation. While I was thinking of um, this and the prayer that Peter and John give to the man at the gate, I was going to tell you a different story, and I had this memory come flooding back, um, which I hadn't thought about for a long time, so bear with me as I, as I explain it to you. Um, I was about 11 or 12, and I, we lived in a flat that was attached to a girls' boarding house in a private school, and my mum was in charge of about 60 young ladies in that boarding house. But it was the summer holiday, so all was quiet, and it was very late at night, and I woke up in the night because someone was crying. And I mean really, really crying to have woken me up as a nearly teenager. And I found my mum by the phone in an absolute state of despair. Now, my mum never cries. She's really tough. So it really shook me as to why my mum was crying. And she'd had a phone call telling her that one of her sixth formers that had just left had been in an accident. The big brother was driving and they'd been to a party and it was thought that he had been taking something or drinking and he had fallen asleep at the wheel and what had resulted was a really terrible accident. The brother was in hospital but he was going to be all right but the sister had been airlifted to hospital with major brain injuries and she was on life support and the mother had called my mother about to lose both of her children. They were going to turn life support off in the morning and then the brother was going to be up for death by dangerous driving. And she just didn't know what to do. And it was the first time I ever really felt completely and utterly helpless. Um, My mum, who usually looked after me, didn't have anything she could do, and she was really upset. And it was the first time I thought, I really want to do something, but I don't even know this girl. I don't know what I can do. So I remember going back to my bedroom and just not being able to sleep and just staying up all night and just praying and praying and just pouring out my soul to God and saying, please give this family some hope, Lord. I beg you, um, please give them healing. Please give them a chance. The next morning I was exhausted. I don't think my mum really understood why. Um, But the second doctor who had to sign off decided to give her more time. And I continued, I slept then, but I uh, continued to pray for her, this girl I'd never met, and who doesn't, I don't think I've ever met. And I continued to pray that God would perform these miracles as she regained consciousness, as she walked, as she talked. As even years later, my mum still updates me, she got married and has two children. And for me... Praying then was just massively transformative because I was seeing God acting in her life, even if she didn't know who was doing it. It was life-changing for me to pray for someone. And it was life-changing in this story for Peter and John. It's not been that long since Jesus has left them to it. And they're trying to work out what to do without him because he generally had all the answers for them or showed them how to do things. And this was one of the first times that they pray for someone. So when that man, desperate for money, looked them in the eye and probably reached out his hand expecting something, little did he know what he was in for. 
Um, and Peter's prayer is so short you almost miss it. It's not grand words or grand gestures. He doesn't do any of the stuff with the dirt and the eyes that we see in other um, bits of the Bible. So how did Peter pray and how does it help us to pray for others today? Well, firstly, he had faith and he had love for this man. He believed. I mean, he really believed he had something better to offer, more powerful to offer than gold and silver. His words show how much faith he has because he gives a command, walk. He doesn't say, oh God, you know, if maybe you could let him walk, but don't worry if you can't. He just gives that command. And Paul in Corinthians, the letter to the Corinthians, talks about a gift of faith being a supernatural ability to trust God in particular situations. And Peter really has this here. And he has the love for this guy to stop and actually have a go. But he also has expectation. We need to pray with expectation that God will act. So it's so easy, it would have been so easy to offer money. I don't think Peter and John had a lot of money, but it would be so easy to offer money or practical support to make life better for a really short time by catering for a physical need. But though it's easier, it's not actually the church's business in the world to simply make the present situation a little bit more bearable. We are to offer that. We are to feed the poor, to clothe, to help. But we are to offer so much more. Peter and John are praying with the expectation of something more. They want this man's life transformed in the power of the risen Christ. If you think about where the man was in the story, it's quite significant as well. He's sitting outside this beautiful temple gate. Outside outside the temple, outside the worshipping community of God, outside the gate to something beautiful. Peter and John want to bring him in. They want to bring him to be part of God's community through prayer. We need to have the expectation when we pray for someone that God is drawing them closer, whether it's in through healing or something visible, something on the outside or something on the inside. We need to have the expectation that God's acting. So the last thing that we need to pray with is trust. Trust God's acting or will act, even if we can't see it. The expectation doesn't see Peter just pray, but he trusts God enough to take that man by the hand and lift him up. It's one thing to say, rise up and walk, but it's so much bolder to take the man and lift him to his feet with the expectation and the trust that God's already done the work. Trust that God is acting. So, okay, you've got your faith, you've got your love, you've got your expectation and got your trust, and God has acted. So what do you do next? Testimony is powerful. Signs and wonders are powerful. But we also need to be prepared to follow through with gospel backing. Peter could have just prayed, healed, and headed home for dinner. But if we read on, we find that he uses it as an opportunity to witness. Otherwise, the people there might have been in doubt as to who actually performed that healing. They might have thought, Peter, great, the new Messiah. 
but he is getting rid of any confusion by saying this is 100% God and 0% Peter. And we see that man using the gifts that God gave him. He enters the temple, he's drawing closer to God, he walks, he leaps, and he praises God with what God has given him. So that prayer did draw him closer to God. So pray when you pray for someone with faith, love, expectation, and trust, and with no skills you're bringing yourself. Many people have the expectation and the impression that you have to have special training to pray for someone, or you have to have some gift to pray for someone, or special words, or these healers and evangelists and church leaders have something that your average Christian doesn't have or a special closeness to God that they just don't have. But praying for someone is someone that you or me or anyone can do, because it's not you acting through that person. It's Jesus acting through that person. And if you believe that Jesus healed all kinds of people when he walked on earth, why should it be strange that he can continue to heal through his people on earth? and draw us closer to heaven, from heaven. And I think this morning that there will be people here who have a need to draw close to God. There might be something that they're struggling with today, that you guys are struggling with today. So please do not leave here this morning without asking for prayer, if that's the case. And I know that there's probably a number of people here that would be happy to pray for you. Put your hand up if you would... Be happy to pray for someone this morning if they wanted it. Jenny, loads of people, look at that. So at the end of the service, if there is something you would like prayer for, please find one of these people who raised your hand. Just raise your hand again for me. Have a look. These people will pray for you, not because they have any skills in prayer, but because they want to, and they want to see God acting. Thank you.